Welcome to the Detail Rag Podcast. You know, we all love detailing. We love the products. We love the processes. But deep down, it's the people and their stories that inspire us and encourage us to share the shine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Detail Rag, episode number 43. Um, today we're going to talk about... Uh, Limiting your limiting beliefs. Let's talk about some limiting beliefs. Today we got Mr. Paul Springer back at it again. Paul, how are we doing today, bro? Uh, really good, Brian. Nice to be on with you again. Got yeah. a little busy there for a bit, but <clears throat> here we go. It's all good. It's all good. You are a uh, you are a uh, an extremely busy, wise man. That's what I say. Wow, your, your wisdom. You. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good to me. I'll take it. Yeah. So um, before we get started, um, thank you for everybody who's tuning in. For those of you guys who are listening, um, Paul and I are just going to kind of uh, shoot it tonight. Uh, just about limiting your limiting beliefs. It's been something I've been thinking about for a little while. And I kind of um, I want to kind of rack Paul's brain about it, see what he has to think about it and see what you uh see what we can kind of help you guys out with um, and maybe even help me out with or help ourselves out with. Um, Paul, when I, when I, when I talk about limiting beliefs, what do you, what's one of the first things that you think of? Cause I don't I, personally, from what I know about you, I don't think that you have a lot of limiting beliefs. Well, I've done a lot of work in this area, as you know, we've talked about and Everyone's brain just keeps going on and on and on. <clears throat> I've learned, and I still have to deal with this stuff, Ryan, but I've learned to step back from my thoughts, really, and be aware of them, meaning a limited belief is just that. It's if we entertain it or not, that's where we get in trouble. Does that make sense? Ah, so, so let's say like I'm slow right now because of rain. Well, I told you earlier I had a three day show car detail reschedule, right? Right. So I now and it's going to rain tomorrow and Wednesday, and I've been trying to get work in here um, to keep my guys busy. <clears throat> so my brain starts saying, "Oh, no one's going to call you. No one's going to show up. You're going to go out of business." Um, not going to be able to pay your guys or your bills. That's where the brain naturally likes to go. Now, what I try to do through reading and, and many years of trying to train, well, training my brain and myself is being aware of that thought and realizing, you know, if you look back on 98% of your thoughts in the past and i mean how many of them came true you know it's always like this fearful everything's gonna crash you're gonna die blah 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 so just i want to throw something out there because i think for me this is where mine comes from is that uh, a lot of times i don't think people realize that like from my past experience in law enforcement um, through training, I, I was always training. I seem like, I feel like I was in school all the time. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, like 
let's say I was working a 10 hour shift or a 12 hour shift or whatever. I feel like the majority of my time was spent in a cruiser continuously going over shit in my head saying, what if, what if, what if, what do I do if this happens? What if I do if if this happens? How am I going to react if this happens? You know, that's for me, I think that's where a lot of mine comes from is that I was literally training myself every day to think about worst case scenario. Yeah. So now that I'm out of law enforcement, it's taken me a long time to get back to um, sometimes I just have to step back and ask myself, you know what, what if I'm wrong? You know, when I look at a situation and I think, you know, I don't know that I can do this, or I don't know that I'm ready for this, or I don't know that, um, it's the right time. I have to step back and go, you know what, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong and you can do this? What if you're wrong? Because I feel like I was always at the, the negative end of the spectrum with my previous employer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So does that make sense? So uh, how do you, if you get to that point where you start thinking in negative terms, what is it that you, so what's Paul Springer do? What, what's something good that you do that you can step back and go, Hey, you know what? I need to stop this shit right now and think about something other than what I'm thinking about. So what I like to do is breathe deeply and feel the energy in my body gets me into my body and out of my thought process. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of a form of meditation. Um, And you can question your thoughts. Is this true? Is this absolutely true? Anytime you take a step back like you do, and aware of the thought and, and realize it's just a thought. It's not truth. Right. Right. So you're breaking that pattern a little bit. The more you do that, the less it takes you over. Okay. And I think this might be something for everybody to think about in terms of not only um, on a daily basis of how they're operating, as a business or how they're operating as people, but even on a larger thought process of how to scale their business. You know, a lot of people think in terms of, well, you know what, I'm just be, I'm just me, myself and I, this is all I can do every day. Um, This is all I'm ever going to be able to do. Those to me are limiting beliefs also for people who run a small business. How do you, when you started to see yourself grow, was that a, a problem back then? You having limiting beliefs about you wanting to grow your business? Oh, yeah. So when I was young, let's see, I started in 1990. I was in my 20s, I think. I forget. Who cares? <laughs> in 1990, I was a scared, insecure, fearful young man. Okay. Um, lived in my head. Well, we talked. I smoked pot to try to get my thoughts to turn off. I used to drink to try to get my thoughts to turn off. And then gradually over the last three decades, I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts um, talking about the mind and the thought processes and how to 
beat them, if you will, how to use tools to not let it take you over. And I also realized that being self-employed and dealing with people, the more I learned about myself and the more I learned about how to read certain people has helped me dictate what kind of clients I want to um, be around or have serve uh, the kind of clients I want to service. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that's taken me, you know, decades here. I am, I'm older than most of these young guys detailing these days, but um, I'm a totally different person than I was when I was 20. Oh, I was fearful. My mind never stopped. Absolutely. Now my mind, um, my biggest trigger is when I get slow at work, which doesn't happen very often, but you know, I got three guys I want to keep busy. So there's more than just me. Right. Um, but they don't overtake me as much anymore because I have the tools to just stand back and realize, you know, it's mostly false. The brain never stops. You know, we've talked about it. The thoughts never stop. Right. But there is a way to stop them if you're willing to read and take, you know, listen and read and work on yourself. So what's what's one of the things for, um, say, I don't know, for a lot of the younger guys and gals that are listening to the podcast and they're all running small excuse me, small one-man operations, they're running uh, just by themselves as a mobile detailer or they have a small garage at home or something that they're working out of. For the younger person that's doing that right now, what's some of the best advice that you can give them about maybe making a shift in their mindset to help them realize that, uh, it's first of all, it's not always going to be this way. Because you and I both know that we're way different now in our 50s than we were in our 20s or 30s. Yes, right? big time. And and you, there's things that I there's things that I think about. I think we've talked about this. There's things that I think about now in my 50s that I think about when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, God, I worried about that. Well, yeah, that's just the mind. See how the mind works, and not, not much of it comes true. Yeah. So, what's some of uh, what's something that you would tell somebody right now? that's younger, that's listening, that if they have some limiting beliefs that they, maybe they just keep thinking the same thing every day. Like, you know what, I'm never going to be able to do this, or I just can't do that, or I just can't, you know, what's something that you'd want to tell them? So what I try to do, Brian, is um, like, here's the thing. I like, I wake up in the morning and realize like I have today. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow is an unknown. Right. I try to make the most of my day every single day. You know, I want my wife to feel so loved and respected. I want my kids to know their dad loves them. I want my customers to know I care about them. I want me to know that I love myself and care about myself. Right. Right. And if we can just take one day at a time, that doesn't mean I'm not planning on doing this or planning on doing that because I have to, we have to do those things. But if you can take it one day at a time and really just to be thankful, you know, I wake up, you and I are older. Maybe you do this too. I'm breathing. My heart is beating. I have a roof over my head. Everything works in my body. I'm healthy. 
my wife's healthy. My kids are healthy. Um, we get through challenges together. There's so many things to be thankful for in every moment of our lives. I think that's the key to a successful life because, you know, I don't put all my eggs in like my successful business. Right. My success is my marriage with my wife and being a father to my kids and being a grandfather to my grandson. And now I have a daughter-in-law like, you know, when we're all together and they all call me dad and they freaking love me, pff, nothing else compares. So I just think there's a lot of little things in everyday life that we could be thankful for. And that just gets you in that right mode of thankfulness, humbleness. I think that helps, you know, shit can some of those stupid thoughts helps me. Excuse my French, but you yeah. know what I mean? We it's speak French perspective. here. Huh? We speak French here. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's been a big part of my life. Um, you know, just learning to be aware of a negative thought, step back from it, if you will. Be thankful. Breathe. Fill your body. You know, there's so much to be thankful for in every moment. It helps clear your mind to think clearly and not get stuck in the negative thought patterns. And and we both know that it's not always that easy. No, I it's think, not. I think as as I think it's easier and I don't want to, I don't want to keep pounding on this age thing, right? Because I think it's just as easy for some younger people as it is for people older too. I think it's just the quality of person sometimes that has the ability to stop and think things through and be grateful for what they have, you know, that that whole uh there's no such thing as <clears throat> what do they say there's no such thing as problems, just opportunities. You know? Yeah, I mean, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish that I could go back sometimes into my 20s and 30s and think about things the way I think about it now. You know what I mean? So, I, I guess do I, I do too, but I also realize looking back everything happens, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. But it's true. And if you just embrace your life and embrace everything happening you know like i look back and i wouldn't want to change anything i mean of course i think oh if i would have known this i would have done that but i look back now i wouldn't want to change anything because it's got me to where i am today and and who you were who we were that back then and the decisions that we made helped to create who we are today exactly so even when I look back and go, you know, maybe I would have thought about things differently if I would have known, but I don't well, think you only know what you know, right? At the time. Right. right. That's why you and I like to do this because we're trying to help people know what we know now. We about, might, you know, younger. <laughs> might, might save somebody some heartache along the way. If they're listening to us just because we're all detailers, maybe they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, the thing is, is that like, like detailing is, and I mean, I know it's, it's completely different for me than it is for you. And that's why I love the conversations that we have is because we're, we're on such opposite ends of the spectrum, I feel. And, and it's one of those things where I think detailing is just a catalyst 
It's something that we love, that we're passionate about, that has created an environment for one, for me to do it the way I do it, for you to do it the way you do it. It's brought you and I together. It's, yep. it's, a, it's a catalyst for us to, like for you to go home and enjoy your wife and your family. You know, it's something yeah. that you do during the day that you enjoy that has helped create a bigger and better situation at home. Yes. You know, and I think that's the thing is, is sometimes I just, you know, even for myself, but I, I want to get through to other people too, especially younger people is that it, yes, you love it. You're passionate about it, but it is a catalyst for you to do other things. Yes. And, and I, and, and it doesn't have to be detailing. It could be, you know, you could be, I don't know, lawn care or doing a painting service or, you know, whatever it's, that's just something that you've chosen to do that is a catalyst to get you to where you need to be to do other things with your family. And yeah. And I, you know, I tell everybody, if you can find your passion, well, how do I put it? I'm very passionate about detailing. I feel like it's, I feel like an artist every day with a canvas, if you will. And I put my heart and soul into everything. And I love, you know, detailing, you get to see outcomes, you know, you get to see results. There's not a lot of many jobs out there that you get to see constant results, you know, right. things go wrong. That's why I do these rolling out videos out of my shop. Cause I'm like, Ooh, look at that. You know, people are <laughs> super excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll always love it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, um, <laughs> it's been, and this is going to sound stupid, but it's been the most constant thing in my life for 40 years. I mean, it, when I think about how, how stupid it is that, I mean, jobs have come and gone. Um, hate to say it, but wives have come and gone. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been the one thing that I've always gone to and, and that I've enjoyed and have felt passionate about, um, that has just been a constant in my life. And, and I mean, it's, it's been awesome for me, you know, I think it's a healthy outlet for somebody like us that loves to get lost in cleaning a dirty vehicle and getting results and right. getting happy customers. And right. there's not a lot of thinking about it. So it's kind of a thing, you know, when you've done it for so long, it's not like you're thinking like, Oh, I mean, new people might be thinking a lot about it, but I don't think very much about it. I put my music in and just cruise. It's very well, therapeutic, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that's another thing that, that as, as you get older and you do it more, you become more efficient at it and almost makes it more enjoyable because you're cruising through it and you you're confident about what you're doing. And, and yeah. Um, yeah. So um, let's, what do you, what are some of the things that you think about when you, I, and, and I know here we go back to the limiting beliefs again, too, is that sometimes I have to step back and say, you know, 
this is not a good belief. This is a bad belief. How is this, and how is this belief serving me? You know, what is it, what is it doing to me that's going to create the possibility of making bad decisions, so to speak? You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because I think everybody, uh, every day, I think everybody sometimes every day can have limiting beliefs about what they're doing in life or how they're going about things. Because, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of uh, influence in the world now that doesn't necessarily serve us yes. in the sense that, you know, I think we second guess and question ourselves a lot because of that. Do you believe that? Well, yeah, with social media, I mean we can all fall in the trap of comparing ourselves to everybody else. Right. Right. There's always going to be someone else that we, you know, is doing better, better being in quotes. Right. You know, um, but we really don't, we really don't know that. We don't know how somebody really is doing. Brian, that's just another mind game. I think because I see, let's say another detailer that's doing, like I said, better in quotes than me. Right. Um, but it's just a mind thing in my own mind. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I can be happy for that guy. Like I have a lot of detailer friends that are killing it. Right. And we're on each other's side. That's the beauty of my life. I have all these guys that, you know, are on my side and always encouraged by me and I'm encouraged by them. And it's just a right. great thing. I love it. Um, but yeah, when I, if I get slow and I start looking on Instagram, you know, my brain will start saying, uh, this guy's, what, what is he doing that you're not doing, dude? He suck. <laughs> I have to catch it too. Yeah. But yeah, I try not to get on there too much because I, you know, I try to use Instagram as a tool to sure. reach new customers, you know, encourage people, blah, blah, blah. And, then and I think that's, that's what you just said right there is extremely important for people to understand. Use it as a tool. And well, you know what? That's a good thing that you brought up. If you don't mind me, sorry to talk. No, absolutely. You. No, go, 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 go. Yeah. So I'm in my fifties. I started my Instagram like four years ago, five years ago. And I'm pretty decent at it. And a lot of people I know, and even in other trades, aren't using it. And I tell them, like Xavier, my paintless dent guy, he doesn't, he's like, I don't have time. And I'm like, it's your online portfolio. He goes, what do you mean? If I meet a new customer, Brian, I get them to look at my Instagram and they can see what I did an hour ago or right. yesterday or the day before. And it keeps this constant movement of story and jobs and wheels off and cars on lifts and this and that. And it's an online portfolio. I don't have to have a real, like you and I used to have a notebook with still pictures in it, you know, that's gone. <laughs> so I think it's a great, it's one of my favorite tools. I think that's another thing that's important as far as uh, people thinking so to speak, that they have limiting beliefs or there's something that's stopping them from doing something is because we, we, I just think we spend too much time there. 
And we spend so much time there not realizing that what we're looking at really doesn't have any bearing on our day whatsoever. Yeah. We, we don't even know those people, you know, or they well, don't really and, even know us. Yeah. And everybody shows the bet. I mean, I do it too. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, you know, taking a video of something I freaking did wrong. <laughs> and I've, you and I've talked about that. We're supposed to do a podcast on that. Yeah. Accidents and things I've freaking messed up. <laughs> An episode of just the, uh, behind the scenes thing I don't post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's a great, what, what you just said is it's a great tool if you use it wisely. Yeah. You know, and spend more time thinking of it as an online portfolio instead of thinking about just scrolling and looking at what everybody else is doing. Yeah. It's, you know, I get caught up in it too sometimes. Yeah. I really try to not get on there too much. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, those are the things we have to, you know, that's another thing we have to fight, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't help with the mindset though. No. If and you're already thinking I suck and I'm slow and how am I ever going to do this and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That's it, why I always try to just go back to, if you can catch it, catch yourself, take a breath, couple breaths, go on a little walk, anything just to clear your mind a little bit. Yeah. And that you was something that I, something that I had listed on here too, is that, uh, and you just mentioned it with your, uh, with Xavier, your, He's a paintless dent removal guy. Yeah, my buddy Xavier. And what's he say? He he doesn't have enough time. Yeah, I mean he's a busy guy, so I don't know that he necessarily needs to do it. But he, every time I see him, he wants to do it. And then I do little snippets in here. I what? even do little snippets of him and and shout him out. I've got him a decent amount of work just from shouting him out. But and that's pretty easy. If I can do it, you can do it. That's another thing that. I, I had written down about not enough time. Like people always saying that is that that to me is somewhat of a limiting belief. I don't have enough time. Well, what are you doing right now? You know, that it's that put that foot forward and move in that direction where you want to go and and make that change. Yeah. And sometimes I think we think in our minds that we don't have enough time or Whereas if we if we just went ahead and took that first step, I think time would take care of itself. Yeah. Instead of we our brain a, stopping us. I have a good analogy of of thoughts happening in your brain and either listening to them or not. This is my favorite. Okay. You go. When we go to the beach, my wife and the boys and I, and my daughter, my daughter-in-law, <clears throat> uh, we like to swim. Right. Right. And I always tell the boys, I need to put my stuff down, get in just in my bathing suit, run and jump in. Okay. I got to get in front of the thought that says, when I put my toe in it, what does my thought say? Freezing. You're crazy. You know, once you get to your waist, wait till you feel how cold that is. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So you just run and jump. If I can just, 
run and jump before those thoughts take over, it's not a big deal. It's cold for a second, then you feel great, and you hang out for hours in the water with my kids. It's kind of a cool analogy I've told my kids and my wife and myself, and it's just a simple way for me to think, you know what? I just Because once you dive in, the brain is done with the temperature of the water and blah, blah, blah. It, it's gone. Good little test to see so that's, how that brain never stops, man. It never stops. That's our... Uh... That's our lesson for today. <laughs> Everybody who's listening is just run and jump. Just let's all go to the beach. <laughs> yeah, <let's... laughs> Forget this detail and crap. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> it's kind of a little, yeah, it's a little analogy. Um, That's awesome. You know, I used to go to the river and go jumping off the cliffs. I'm not telling everyone to jump off a cliff. I enjoy it. And <laughs> okay. Just, a lot of things I like to do like that is just, and I mean, they're not big cliffs, Brian, you know, like 20 feet or something. Hey. And it's it's not shallow and there's no rocks protruding and all that stuff. Okay. But if you can just get rid of, or even a roller coaster, we went to um, SeaWorld, the whole family and I, and there's this new roller coaster dude that if you, I looked at him like, dang, that's insane. I look at it, all my my wife and my kids and my daughter-in-law. I'm like, who's going? My daughter-in-law goes, I will. And so we went on this thing before even the thoughts took over, dude. And it was rad. It was so fun. <laughs> just jump and go. Just go. Yeah, just do it. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. But I'm not <laughs> saying just do everything, people. Use your, you know. Use your, use your nugget. Yeah. Use, use your, your nugget. nugget. Yeah, and, and stop letting your nugget take over and talk you into uh, stuff, you know, stuff it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Let's end on that. Let's end on that analogy of just jump. Just jump. Get ahead of the thought. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. And <clears throat> if you have a limiting belief, get ahead of it and just, uh, yeah, go to the beach. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of detailers have never ceramic coated a car. When I did my first ceramic coating job, I was scared to death. Yeah. The brain's just going, ah! Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to just jump in and start doing it. Okay, I got a good example. My car collection. Yeah. In January, we did four of their hot rods, and I got, I had the chance to ceramic coat them finally. So the first okay. one, I talked to Bob, and he said, Okay, let's do it. They have 60 cars now, but we haven't okay. done a hot rod yet. So I get the okay. It's all paint corrected. It's a 56 Ford F100 beautiful blue just amazing right we got it just paint corrected just to so beautiful and i get in here and instead of ceramic coating it i've done hundreds of cars already right right i find myself with my son you know prepping this car and then i find myself again with my son 
doing this and all the while i'm looking at that truck like i gotta get this thing ceramic coated but my mind's like you're gonna mess it up bob's gonna be mad at you and they're gonna fire you and all this <laughs> stuff and finally i'm like okay that's it put on my respirator put on my gloves got everything just started coating it i was nervous and excited and i did like a third of the truck and then i just went okay this is cool mine turned off everything worked out good <laughs> it happens all the time it's just gotta so, jump in yeah just jump in and go yeah you know uh, real quick before we go um Years ago, I had a buddy of mine who, and he still does to this day, he does um, reconditioning, auto reconditioning. And I went to work for him for a while. And um, uh, I got really good at interior work, and that's a whole other story. But basically, I was a miniature body shop on wheels is what I did, right? And I would go yeah. to dealership. I would go to lots, and I would spray bumpers and doors, and you know, <clears throat> I would blend panels, blah, blah, blah. And when I first got started working for him, um, again, I, I, that limiting belief thing, I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was scared. Yeah. And my first reaction to him, I, I was like, dude, what if I screw this up? And he would look at me with this blank look on his face and he'd go, uh, we'll fix it. Yeah. And I'd say, well, what, what if I do this wrong? He'll go, uh, we'll fix it. That was the only thing he could say to me is you screw something up. We fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it took, it was so tough for me to get into that mindset of just realizing that, and, and Chip's mindset was there isn't anything that I can't fix. He'd been doing it for so long. He'd seen everything. He'd done everything. And he would literally, I'd say, oh, it, it, there wasn't anything that I couldn't throw at him that he wouldn't look at me and just go, why do you ask? We'll just fix it. Yeah, that's awesome so true though but yeah it's it's so weird because you know but anyway before we head out of here listen i always appreciate you i always appreciate your wisdom always appreciate your your thoughts and your analogies and you know the let's go to the beach um, <laughs> awesome <laughs> but uh before we go we have to shout out i we we promised we would do this and we're gonna do this as often as we possibly can as long as my brain doesn't forget. Well, always shout out to Carson at yep. Maryland Auto Spa. And thank you guys so much for listening, for everybody who's here, who's joined us, who's joined the community, whatever you want to call it. And please, please go check out driventocure.org. Um, that is a an organization that, um, you know, Carson is very, very, very um, deeply um, embedded in and um, I look at it this way. If Carson's in it, we're in it. You know, we want to support him, support his yeah. family and support what he supports because Carson's such a good dude. He's a great so, dude. Um, but yeah, driven to cure.org, um, Maryland auto spa. If you have any questions, reach out, reach out to Carson about driven to cure.org. And, uh, so Carson, if you're listening, hopefully you can, you know, you've hung out for 35 minutes and, uh, <laughs> you can, uh, um, if people have questions, they can reach out to you. Um, Paul, thank you so much for everything. Always appreciate you, bro. And always appreciate everything that you have to say. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our next one. Yeah, my so, pleasure, Brian. It's always a blast. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here again. And if there's anything you guys have any questions, reach out to me at uh, the Detail Rag 
or you can reach out to me at wipe and shine detailing or you can reach out to paul at uh springers uh god man i just drew a blank i was like i'm gonna say detailing. springers detailing yeah so other than that paul thank you so much um if anybody's any questions reach out other than that episode 44 will be on its way guys thank you so much for listening we appreciate you guys have a good Bye. night paul thank you so much have a good night you too brian all right Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you being here for another episode of The Detail Rag. Thank you so much for your time and continue to share the shine.